All sorts of things to talk about today. One thing we got to talk about right now, though, is the black and gold Boston Bruins knocking off the artist formerly known as the Hartford Whalers, the Carolina Hurricanes, last night. Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily joins us each and every Wednesday to talk about these. And uh, boy, you know, when they got down, uh, they got down last night, Tim, I was thinking, uh oh. I guess those Yaroslav Halak needs to continue starting rumors uh, or, or articles can can all go the way of the dodo bird. But uh, they came back and, and, and won, a, won a game last night that uh, I, I thought they really kind of had to have. Yeah, it's a little bit of the same story, different verse, except uh, this time they had come from behind. But it's uh, the top line, even though they uh, Cassidy broke them up, you saw them each... Uh, uh, you saw Marshan score twice. You saw Pasternak score on the power play there. Uh, great uh, play from Bergeron on Marshan's first goal. Uh, and, and we should just uh, reward him the Selkie at this point or just rename it the Patrice Bergeron trophy. But that's a story for another day. Anyway, um, and then Yaroslav Halak, just give him the keys. What, what more can you say right now? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what, what. What happens if they do? I mean, what does that do with with Rask? I mean, he's still going to have to get some playing time, but I mean, that's a that's the highest paid uh, goalie on the bench you could possibly have, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it will sit well and it shouldn't sit well with uh, Tuca. But um, at the same time, you can, you got to ride the hot hand right now, and that's Yaroslav Halak. Now we saw this last year where Hudobin had. Four straight uh, starts in November, four straight good starts in that late November one while Tuca was healing from an injury and trying to find consistency. And he was able to get that back uh, kind of uh, in December and January. He started to roll a little bit. But um, I do think uh, Halak, though, is a bigger threat to that number one position uh, than Hudobin was last year. And this is probably Tuca Rest biggest threat to that number one possession since he took over for uh, Tim Thomas. I miss Tim Thomas. Does anybody, like, has anybody caught up with Tim Thomas or has he gone completely off the grid at this point? Like, is he, uh, I, I hear I, nothing from Tim Thomas. Last we heard, um, he was moving to Colorado, right? And then uh, he played a couple more years, uh, um, actually one more season, I believe, with uh, Florida and um, wherever he got traded to Dallas, I believe. And He's been off the grid ever since. Just that's I mean, he's living the life, man. If there is yeah. one thing, my goal in life is to be just off it. Like nobody like when I'm done, that's it. Like I don't I don't want to be around anymore. Like I am just gone and out. Like he is Tim Thomas, my friend, is living the dream, you know. Amen. Living living the dream. Yeah, we can't get any more political opinions from him because in this uh, hot take universe including the political world we could have used them i think you know it's so funny i i was thinking about that with all the stuff going on in the political universe and i wonder who uh would have agreed with them and who would have disagreed with them because nowadays you can never really tell because it it doesn't seem like anybody's values are are aligned on anything talking with tim rosenthal from bruins daily and bruinsdaily.com so Okay, so it doesn't, you know, let's 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 play the hypothetical game here because that's my job. I have to I have to do this. It's that's what we do. So, let's say Halak does, you know, it does continue to be the starter. Let's say that does push Rast to the bench. That's obviously going to cause some issues. That's obviously going to make Rast not happy. At the same time, he's got a rather high contract and I don't know who's in the market for a goalie right now, and I don't know who's in the market for a goalie that could afford to take that cap hit. I mean, Right now, to me, Rask and Krejci are, are kind of like, uh, or kind of like how Pablo Sandoval was, right? Like I, right. I don't think they're movable. Uh, Pablo Sandoval and Hanley Ramirez. Yeah, and Hanley Ramirez. Yep. 
And then don't forget about David Backus's contract, too. Yeah. Six million there that um, is uh, seemingly going to waste, uh, more so because of Backus's injuries than it is performance-based, even though he's a little overpaid on that front, too. But, yeah, he got some bad contracts there. Uh, two of them, Krejci and Rask, were part of the Shirelli era. So, yeah, I... There might be a need for Krejci, I will say, because uh, as much as he's not scoring goals, he is producing in other areas. And uh, even though secondary scoring is down a little bit, I think he's been one of their better uh, forwards outside of the top line right now. And um, I do think he might, uh, Cassidy, as we saw uh, Tuesday night, he'll, he won't be afraid to mix things up. Maybe you see him play with David Pasternak and uh a little bit more with Danton Heinen, obviously. Maybe you see Jake DeBrusque move up to that top line as well. But as far as Tuka goes, um, he's got, uh, plain and simple, he's got to step up. I mean, we saw David Price, what he did, and he was uh, similar he's similar in the, uh, in the fact that uh, he was a real big target in the hot take police. So if David Price can quiet those and play that card now, so too can Tuka Rask. Talking with the man, the myth, the legend, Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily and BruinsDaily.com. What's a week ahead look like for this team? And in uh, where it, are we ever going to see more scoring out of the second and third lines? Are we going to see more of this breakup stuff? Like what you know is it, when it's needed to be shook up? It kind of reminds me how like the Celtics will shake up the starting lineup and play somebody on the bench later. Yeah, um, well, they have one other game this week, and that's uh, Nashville against Nashville Saturday night, the league-leading Predators. I'm looking forward to that matchup. I would love to see how they um, how, how they fare against one of the league's best right now. I think they are the league's best. But um, for a secondary score, and they're going to need to figure out something. Now, David Backus is um, practicing again. He could return as early as Saturday. At the very least, he provides a little more depth to, uh, the, third, uh, to the third line there. But... Uh, it, this might be an addition that they try to get the trade deadline if a guy like if guys like uh, Anders Bjork, Danton Heinen, and Ryan Donato start to struggle again. Now Donato is playing really well. I could see him moving up to a second line role, but uh, right now you know, they're kind of stuck with what they have at the moment. That seems like the entire. That's like the whole thing for for the for the Bruins. They're stuck with what they have at the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't mean that to sound flippant, but it kind of worries you because when you have teams like Toronto and Tampa up ahead of you, um, it, the, they're constantly getting better. And you know, when the trade deadline comes around, the 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 Bruins are going to be linked to everybody. But I don't know who they would be linked to that they could even acquire at this point. Like there's not a lot of flexibility there. And it's not like, it's not like they're one of these teams. It's like, okay, it's not like one of these NBA teams like, Oh, well they're, you know, they're, they're got a bunch of cap space next year, the year after they're pretty much tied up for the next few years. There's really nothing new here. Yeah. And then you've got contracts that you have to give to Charlie McAvoy is, um, entry level deals expire. So too is, uh, Brendan Carlo after this year. And then you've got Jake DeBrosk, Danton Heinen and Ryan Donato, on the mend as well. So uh, this is going to be a tough, uh, not only a tough uh, uh, season for Don Sweeney, a tough trade deadline, but you're going to see a tough offseason as well, just trying to figure out uh, how to allocate money between all your entry-level deals that are expiring there. 
do you, how how do you think that's going to work for like is there is that a situation where they're going to have to sign these guys to to big money like uh, kind of like what they had to do with Krejci a few years ago you know to to keep him in the fold is, is this is is this similar to and I don't know enough about the NHL cap and I, I really need to learn more about it um is, is this more of a deal where okay when when their rookie deal expires do they get some sort of like I don't know, almost like a restricted free agency sort of deal where the the salaries kept down a little bit. Or at that point, are they basically unrestricted free agents? Like, how does that whole does that whole thing work? So after the first three years of uh, uh, of a contract, the player enters uh, RFA technically, but um, more often than not, you all GMs tend to hold on to their um, player uh, to those uh, players with the exception of a few trades here and there as we saw with uh, Dougie Hamilton a few years ago but in, in every case it's going to be a little bit different in the case of McAvoy you want to sign him to a long term uh, contract uh, in the case of Carlo maybe the same thing but some others might get bridge contracts and, um, and enter another um, what you would call it, another era of RFA, where I believe that you're you're there until you're 25 or 26, or how many years um, you've been pro, maybe first four or five years. I'm trying to remember what the CBA is, but um, every case is going to be different in terms of how Sweeney handles it, and um, it will be interesting to see more so in the off season than it is now. Maybe you hear about McAvoy uh, signing his extension uh, during the season, but not so much uh, uh, with the other guys. Talking with Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily, BruinsDaily.com. You going down to Nashville? Going- no, I am not, unfortunately. Oh. Here's, here, here's the thing that ticked me off a little bit. I think I would have gone had the Patriots been down that same weekend. They're just one weekend apart. I'm telling you, I tried to get down for next weekend for that because I was planning that road trip for so long. I've been wanting to go to Nashville for like forever, right? Like all summer I thought about it. Like how do I get down to Nashville and how do I make it so I can make it, you know, sort of a sort of a, you know, a work thing, right? And uh, there there were no, like every other Patriots fan in America decided to go to Nashville that weekend because, you know, th- it's one of the few times that the Patriots are going to be playing down there because the Titans won the division last year. Um, it was really, it was really busy. It, like the flights and everything were, were, were not great. I'll tell you, I also had to go to central Michigan a few weeks ago for a game when the Patriots were in town to play the lions. I had to fly into Chicago to get in. I could get out no problem because, you know, I got, I was able to get out Sunday, but everybody from Boston was headed to Detroit that weekend. So don't my, my suggestion to you is when the Red Sox and Patriots are, are, are in town, don't go because everything's going to be way busier than it normally would be. Well, the best option then is to take a turn to New York whenever they're playing. And even then, I don't think you want to be in the same boat as um, uh, uh, visiting uniform as uh, Yankee fans or Giants fans or Jets fans. Yeah, that's another. That's a good point. Yeah, it's way easier, you know, Mm -hmm. way, way easier. Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily and BruinsDaily.com. Push and catch all the Bruins action here all season long on 105.5 Sports, 105.5 FM, AM 1240 in Lewis and Auburn, and AM 780 in Rumford, powered by MBR.org, live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios. All right, Tim, we'll talk to you next week. All right, great. Time to scare some kids uh, when they come trick-or-treating now. Yeah, see, this is, yeah, this is the great part about being... This is one of the, like, three or four things that's great about being a parent is Halloween, like... The candy tax, because not only are you teaching life lessons about how screwed you are when you work hard for money and you don't even get to see about 40% of it get to your paycheck, but also it gets you candy. 
So, you know, everybody wins, right? You know, and you keep Yay. it away from your kids, you know? Yes. That's, you see, I'm, I'm trying to control childhood obesity and teach math skills at the same time. <laughs> talk to you next week, Tim. What, three again? Yeah, I think that's how that works. Yeah. yeah. All right, talk to you next Wednesday, my friend. Thank you. All right, thank you, Maddie. That was Tim Rosenthal from Bruins Daily and BruinsDaily.com here on The B-List.